You ever watch this guy on television? You all were not telling the truth, and you should not be trusted. Congressman Matt Gates, thank you for what you yeah. did for your country tonight. Be offended with the Democratic whip, not House Republicans. Like a machine, Matt Gates. Welcome to Hot Takes. I'm Congressman Matt Gates. Let's talk about the news. Out of the state of Michigan, State Representative Cynthia Johnson made a Facebook Live video where she expressly called on people to hurt Trump supporters, to harm them, to make them pay. Take a listen. So this is just a warning to you Trumpers. Be careful. Walk lightly. We ain't playing with you. Enough of the shenanigans. Enough is enough. And for those of you who are soldiers, you know how to do it. Do it right. Be in order. Make them pay. Michigan's Speaker of the House has responded by stripping State Representative Cynthia Johnson of her committee assignments following this video, saying that neither Republicans nor Democrats should be threatened, and we fully endorse that. There are many places in the world where political violence is necessary for survival to carve out a country, but America is not one such place. We have no reason to be violent toward one another as a result of our politics, and we stand in solidarity with those who reject political violence and who accept the notion that we can resolve our differences with debate and discussion and adherence to the rule of law. Are those who are vaccinated still going to be required to wear masks? That's the question posed by the New York Times. The new vaccines will probably prevent you from getting sick with COVID. No one knows yet whether they will keep you from spreading the virus to others, but that information is coming. Now, the reason this New York Times piece is relevant is because we have we initially heard Joe Biden and elements of his transition say that there would be a mask mandate. They leaked that, they floated it as a test balloon, and the response was very loud and very negative to a national mask mandate. So now we've heard Biden himself come out and say, 100 days to wear a mask, just 100 days. And all I kept thinking when Biden was saying that is like, wasn't, wasn't this the crowd that kind of told us 14 days to slow the spread, the kind of Fauci-led apparatus that Biden seems to be embracing? If 14 days to slow the spread resulted in months of lockdowns, and now even the ratcheting up of lockdowns in some places, you have to wonder if 100 days to wear a mask uh, is really Joe Biden's effort to put America under a de facto ma mask mandate for quite some time. And when you see the mainstream media, the New York Times, with all of their biases and agendas coming out and saying, well, if you're vaccinated, you still have to wear the mask, uh, it does tend to lead one to think that that may be signaling for policy choices that uh, may be coming forward and that Joe Biden may be advocating for. I think it's best when we trust our people, when we care for each other, when we do what we can, when necessary to wear a mask, keep distance, sanitize. But I mean, if you've had the virus and you have active antibodies and it wasn't all that long ago, you're largely wearing the mask for social reasons, not for medical reasons. And what we don't want to see is an environment where despite the vaccine, despite having the antibodies, 
we're just all wearing the masks for the sake of wearing masks, not for the sake of public health. I think we ought to put science data first, and I'm not sure that supports 100 days of mask wearing, particularly for those who have antibodies and who get the vaccine. But check out all sides. We'll post the New York Times story. Let me know what you think. The Federal Trade Commission has called for a breakup of Facebook, requiring them to sell off assets such as Instagram and WhatsApp. Take a listen to the story from NBC News. Some big news today. The Federal Trade Commission suing to break up Facebook. The FTC is asking a federal court to force the sell-off of assets like Instagram and WhatsApp. Meanwhile, 48 attorneys general also filing a separate lawsuit today. New York's AG Letitia James leading that suit, releasing this statement. For nearly a decade, Facebook has used its dominance and monopoly power to crush smaller rivals and snuff out competition all at the expense of everyday users. We have been saying for quite some time on this podcast that legislative action from the Congress would never free our country from big tech tyranny because Congress is totally bought and paid for by big tech. And so it was always going to take an entity like the FCC or the Federal Elections Commission or the Federal Trade Commission, as is the case here, to step forward, to utilize their authority, to understand that the very reason that some of these agencies exist is to deforce the decision-making that our country needs from the politics and the campaign donation for political favor paradigm that toxifies our government here in Washington, D.C. So I'm grateful that the FTC is taking this step, and I'm hopeful that they'll see it through. This news about the FTC comes right alongside the news we reported on the podcast yesterday that the FCC is seeing its membership change with the addition of Nathan Symington, the Senate just confirming him, Nathan Symington, the Trump administration appointee who we believe will take the fight to big tech, will reset the relationship between consumers and digital platforms online. And Facebook is one of the worst violators. They engage in anti-competitive practices, and I'm glad that the FTC is doing something about it. If you need a little reason for optimism, you might find it in the latest report from UCLA that economic conditions could be improving for the United States. And we pick up the story from the business section of the LA Times, get ready for another roaring 20s UCLA economic forecast predicts. Now, this forecast is heavily rooted in the belief that the vaccines developed by the Trump administration during Operation Warp Speed will be deployed, that they will be utilized, and that they will build confidence in the marketplace. And then that vaccine development paired with the pent-up demand, particularly for travel and vacation spending, will create an economic jolt starting in 2021 toward the back end of that year. And we certainly hope that's the case. We just hope that the lockdowns that have been imposed by a lot of these left-leaning mayors and governors haven't created such a permanent scarring on our economy that we won't be able to fully realize this rebound that the UCLA study predicts. When businesses are extinguished, when lives are ruined, when careers are interrupted, it's not always just so easy to flip the light switch back on. We have to do a lot in this country to encourage small business growth. 
And this economic forecast from UCLA would seem to say that the economic conditions created by the policies of the Trump administration could be enduring, that we might be able to catch that updraft yet again with low taxes, a good regulatory climate. And what we're really missing now is that confidence with our businesses and with our consumers that will get through this pandemic in a way that allows them to be able to invest again and grow. So we're hopeful that the optimistic UCLA forecast is correct. And if it is true that our best days are ahead, undoubtedly the policy choices that were made during the Trump administration have put us in the position to succeed. Is America's neighbor to the north getting a little too cozy with our principal adversary? That, of course, is China. We get the story from rebelnews.com. Secret military documents. Trudeau invited Chinese troops to train at Canadian military bases. And here the story talks about cold weather training specifically that was allowed in Canada. Also, uh, the utilization of Canadian military to participate in the world military games. Uh, also, a number of people associated with Trudeau's government in Canada going to China, traveling there for conferences and exchanges. The China files uh, were apparently accessed by Rebel News and detail this very cozy relationship between Trudeau and China. And, you know, this submissive approach that Trudeau has, it doesn't just appear to be his personal affection for China. It appears to be the official policy of the government and that it has truly infected Canada uh, deep into their agencies of civil service as well. Uh, we'll continue to follow the story. Check it out on rebelnews.com. This morning, I joined the crew over at Fox and Friends to discuss the evolving scandal regarding Congressman Eric Swalwell. Congressman Kevin McCarthy, the Republican leader, has called for the removal of Swalwell from Congress. Others have called for his removal from the Intelligence Committee. It's my perspective that only the voters should really get to decide who their member of Congress is, but certainly when you look at sensitive committee assignments, you want to make sure that you've got folks there who are very resilient against efforts for foreign interference. Here's my discussion on Fox and Friends. Yeah, you just don't understand, Brian, that Eric Swalwell is here to help. In yes. fact, he wants to help so much in confronting China that he spent years super spreading the lies of the Russia hoax. You know, I don't blame Eric Swalwell for being targeted by foreign intelligence, but I'm old enough to remember when Lev Parnas showed up and made a few donations at Republican events. That was wall-to-wall -wall right. coverage from the media. You know, that was supposedly like the crime of the century, but when Eric Swalwell engages in a very close relationship with clearly an agent of communist China, well, that's deemed as something we can just accept and move on. Right. My suspicion is you'll continue to hear Republicans very we also talked about the breaking news regarding investigations into Hunter Biden and the media's desire to shield the American people for the, from the truth about the Biden family and their foreign entanglements. 
Here's that talk. Notice that the Biden transition tried to frame this scandal as a dispute about taxes, maybe something an accountant got wrong. The reality is this isn't about taxes, it's about foreign entanglements. It's about selling American influence to the highest bidder, and it appears something the Bidens are quite familiar with. But if in the Trump Justice Department there wasn't vigor to ensure that there was equity and application of the law here, I'm not sure that anyone at the Justice Department right now thinks they're going to make their career by going after Hunter Biden. I also think it's important to know how the media was covering this. Remember, we've got Project Veritas recordings of the editorial calls from CNN where Jeff Zucker, instead of delving into this story, used the Biden laptop existence as a way to smear Fox News, smear the New York Post, smear Breitbart, smear anyone who was telling the American people the truth about the Bidens. A major move by big tech to limit the information you have to stop you from making your own judgments and decisions about the things that are happening in our country. YouTube announcing that they will censor information about this last election that doesn't fit with their narrative. We know there were a number of irregularities. There's circumstantial evidence of fraud. There are affidavits regarding limitation of access. And there are anomalies regarding batches of ballots that are very difficult to explain. You also see in Wisconsin circumstances where election chiefs violated election law in the vote-by-mail process by not requiring sufficient authentication, request, validation of those vote-by-mail ballots. You'll hear it on this podcast, but they don't want you to see it on YouTube anymore. Tucker Carlson covered what's happening and what it means for our country Take a listen. In a blog post to YouTube, owned by Google, vowed that its teams are working around the clock to stop what it called harmful misinformation and harmful content. They said they're deeply concerned about, quote, making sure our platform isn't abused to incite real-world harm. Now, what does that mean exactly, coming from a company that has caused so much, quote, real-world harm? Well, YouTube explained, quote, we will start removing any piece of content uploaded today or any time after that misleads people by alleging that widespread fraud or errors changed the outcome of the 2020 presidential election. The irony here is enough to make you dizzy. The company that rigged the election by suppressing legitimate information in order to influence the outcome of the election, more effectively than any foreign government could ever do, is now telling us to preserve our faith in the election, they need to censor us more. So how exactly are election-related videos causing harm? Well, YouTube doesn't explain that. They would cause harm to YouTube's reputation and Google's reputation much deserved. We need to break this company up, like, immediately. But YouTube does go on to boast that its censorship campaign has already been underway for quite some time. Quote, since September, we've terminated over 8,000 channels and thousands of harmful and misleading election-related videos for violating our existing policies. They use the word terminated, by the way. That's not creepy or anything. Continuing the quote. Over 77% of those removed videos were taken down before they had 100 views. What in the world is going on here? Ask rational questions and you reach a dead end because there are no rational answers. This is just flat out totalitarian control over the population. We will always believe in the power of Americans to filter through a variety of information sources and then to be able to ascertain the nuggets of truth in a sea 
of bias and agenda and attempts to seize power. Because at the end of the day, that's really what these tech companies and mainstream media companies want. They want the power to control what you see and hear because ultimately they want to be in charge of how you act and how you behave. We are a better country than to ever allow that to happen. Thanks for listening to Hot Takes. I'm Congressman Matt Gates. If you want to support the podcast, we don't ask you to send any money. We don't ask you to listen to any ads. We just hope that you'll take a moment and give us that five-star rating on your listening platform of choice so that more people can hear our content. Make sure you're subscribed and make sure you tune in tomorrow for more Hot Takes. Hot Takes.